Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone. So glad you're here today. I want to start off with a question for you. How are you feeling about the bombardment of different messages you're getting from the world right now? I know people that are not turning on their TVs anymore simply because of the the huge swath of uh, of angry news that they're getting and mixed messages around the the state of the health of the union or what's going on in politics. There's there's so much division, so much almost kind of nastiness going on in the in the news and in social media. It's like every minute of the day, if we were open to it, we'd be getting a bombardment of crazy messaging. And so my question to you is, how do you navigate through that? How do you make sense of the barrage of information, well, and frankly, disinformation, right, coming at you every day? Well, I do have some thoughts on the matter, as you might think. And uh, and we're using a book that promises some help this month. We're using Robert Wicks's book, Everyday Simplicity. And one of his thesis, and I think it's a good one, is that if we were getting more of our primary information from spirit and spiritual sources, it will help us guide our lives through the other messaging that's coming our way. It'll, it'll simplify things because we'll have a, a little bit of a truth test. And, and so today I want to talk about this idea of having a conversation with spirit, of having spirit as one of our primary sources of information and what that might look like. And the simplicity idea here is that then we begin using that connection as our touchstone for filtering the other information coming our way. Is it in alignment with what I believe to be true about me spiritually? We can begin to shut down some of the fearful responses to some of the negative broadcasting out there because we know that it's not in alignment with ourselves. We know that it's not in alignment with spirit. So I think where I do want to start today is talking a little bit about how I can tell when I'm listening to God, whether the information that's coming to me is truly from spirit or whether it's from my ego, <laughs> right? If you're like me, sometimes when I sit in meditation and some fabulous idea comes to me, I'm thinking to myself, is that really spiritual intuition or is it my ego trying to, to forge new paths in the world to get stuff or, or to, to highlight how wonderful I am or something like that? So I have some tips from you right out of the book. First of all, when you do enter into meditation or contemplation, when you do enter into visioning or visualization, when you're doing it on purpose, you're really setting yourself up for connection with the divine. So, so you're purposefully wanting to enter into that kind of communication. It's very less likely then that the messages you're going to be getting are going to be anything other than the divine. But if you're not sure, here's the tip from the book. God speaks to expand you into your magnificence through the voice of love. Let me read that to you again. So God speaks to expand you into your spiritual magnificence using the voice 
of love. So if it sounds like a supportive voice, if it sounds like a voice that's on your side, if it sounds like a voice that's there to uh, provide you with help and support, that probably indeed is your higher wisdom self, that part of you connected in with spirit. It is that connection to God. But if instead your ego tends to keep you safe from change and threats, through the voice of fear. So think about that for a moment. If your intuition is saying, oh, I better not do that because I'm sure to be a failure, right? That's the voice of fear. That's the voice of your ego trying to keep you safe from change, but unfortunately also probably keeping you safe at the expense of expanding your universe, of of finding new ways of being in the world. Our ego tends to shut down all change. Now, of course, I, I don't mean to say that there aren't times when we do perhaps want to resist some changes in the world, but again, listen for the voice. Is that voice one of love, of support and protection, or is it a protection but fear. God never uses the voice of fear and anxiety. So that's one of the ways that you can tell. And in fact, I have a joke to reinforce this, which I'll share with you. So a fellow is walking next to a cliff when suddenly the earth gives away and he falls over the edge. Miraculously, though, he manages to grab a hold of a plant growing out of the side of the cliff's face. Hanging hundreds of feet off the ground, he yells, God, please help me. Finally, there's a thunderous voice overhead that says, Do you believe in me? Uh, yes, yes, says the man. Do you trust me, the voice asks. Well, yes, of course, please help. I can't hang on here much longer. Then just let go, says the voice. Well, the man pauses, looks up, and says, Is there anyone else up there I can talk to? And so that's the, that's the question that you have to ask yourself. Is it the voice of fear or is it the voice of love? The voice of love will never let you down. The voice of love can be trusted. The voice of love coming from on high where it's willing to provide the support. It's willing to provide the help. It's willing to expand your horizon. It's willing to guide you into change, yes, but but change with assistance, change with that spiritual certainty. When you feel that it's an opening of your heart, the changes will be good and supported in spirit. And then contrast that to the voice of fear when your gut is telling you, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'll be, I'll be crushed. No one will listen to me. I'm not worthy of the grand life. These are the voices of fear. This is your ego trying to keep your life stuck in amber. If you want to make progress, we have to be able to weather that voice of fear. We have to be willing to set aside, at least temporarily, those anxieties, those fears, those worries, and listen for the voice of spirit instead. 
So I also want to cover something a little different today, and, and, I, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. So uh, sometime back, I was reading about this, and interestingly enough, in the book, uh, the author recommends this as a spiritual practice that we can take up. And so I, I thought I would share it with you today. It has an unusual name because it comes from a few centuries ago in the Catholic Church. It's called Lexio Divina. Lexio Divina, and simply it's a specific four-step way of reading through any kind of inspirational material. Of course, the monks in the 12th century were, I would guess, reading the Bible. <laughs> I'm guessing, right? Uh, but the good news is this technique we can use, really any kind of information that we're taking on, and it provides us a way to really get in touch in a more fundamental way with the spiritual nature of something. So it, it lends itself to this having a conversation with God. Now, you might say to yourself, well, so what do you propose? What shall we read together? What would God want to offer me information on? And you have lots of choices. Of course, you could use scripture like the uh, the Bible or the Bhagavad Gita or some other of the, the traditional scriptures of the world, certainly. Uh, but, you know, it works just fine for more topical spiritual information as well. So if you take the daily word from the unity organization or if you go through the daily guides of, of the Science of Mind magazine, those work just as well. In, in fact, I'll do a, a, the 10-second promo for the Science of Mind magazine. Did you know there's a magazine all about us? I know some of you probably are already subscribers, but you can get online copies of it or physical copies. Just go to our website and there's a link that can get you started if you'd like to have a subscription. One of my thoughts for this week is to simply take one of the daily guides guides, and I'll walk you through this idea of Lexio Divina. So Lexio Divina is divided into four parts. First, you simply read the material, then you reflect on the material, and the idea of the reflection is, what does it mean to me? How would that spiritual reading possibly apply in my life? Is there something about my life right now that that speaks to? Or can I put myself in place of some of the characters in the story? Or do I see a reflection of the reading happening in my own life? Then the third step is prayer. Uh, and the prayer is, well, how would I like my life to go? If that reading is to have an effect on me, what would I like the results to be? Would I be wiser? Would I be more competent? Would there be more love in my life? And so then we would say a, a prayer around that. And then the final step of Lexio Divina then is to contemplate. And, and here in Science of Mind terms, the contemplation is building a mental equivalent of how your life would be in that changed state. So what I'd like to do, I have the Science of Mind daily guide and affirmation for today, and uh, and I thought I would work through with you Lexio Divina and how you might use this technique in your own life. I've found it to be very powerful. So today's guide says, Alignment with Spiritual Truth, and it's written by Reverend Dr. Edward Vion. And he talks about a case where he's a bicycle rider and he went into the bicycle shop and they measured him for the configuration of the bike. Now, I didn't even know you could do that, but what he found out was even small adjustments in your bicycle 
since you're going to be riding your bicycle for long distances, has an immense impact on how well you enjoy the bike and even whether or not you might end up with some kind of injuries from reading the bike. He says that even making a quarter of an inch difference in the height of the seat or the height of the handlebars or small little adjustments like that can make all the difference between having a comfortable ride that you'll want to go long distances on and finding yourself in pain after a short while. He says, sometimes my highest understanding of spiritual truth gets polluted by environmental debris. Sometimes I get distracted by tuning into an attitude of the mind that is not in alignment with my spiritual convictions. And so he uses this as a metaphor for his own alignment. Is he in alignment with his own spiritual values when he goes about his day? So the first part of Lexio Divina, you simply read through the material. Make sure if there are any words that you don't understand that you look them up. Uh, you might even use a, a two-step pass of reading through. First of all, just read through for comprehension. And then the second time, read through as though you were going to paraphrase the main ideas for someone else. So if I was to say something about this article on my second read-through, what I would tell someone is that it is a story about spiritual alignment, that when I'm in alignment with my spiritual values, my life just gets simpler and easier. That's how I would paraphrase it. So that's the first step of Lexio Divina. The second step that we mentioned is the idea then of reflecting. What does this mean to me? And so I think Dr. Edward here is asking me, where in my own life maybe am I out of alignment? Is there some area in my life that just feels uncomfortable? Are my social affairs going well? Is my work life being productive? Is there some place Perhaps, though, where I'm feeling like I'm walking on eggshells. Have you ever had that feeling of walking on eggshells around a certain person or a certain situation? Well, that is when you're out of alignment with spiritual truth. There's something going on between you and that other person or you and that other situation that has you anxious, that has you nervous. That's a signal of out of alignment with what you believe to be true spiritually. So that would be a good example, a great example then of that second step, which is reflection. I reflected on the information that Reverend Dr. Edward provided in the Daily Guide. I saw how it had an application in my own life. And then the third step is prayer. I would say to myself, okay, I may not know how, I may not know when, I may not know the circumstances around it, but I do know that spirit has a way of getting me out of this misalignment, out of this feeling of walking on eggshells. And so my next step then would be to do a prayer around it. Spirit, understand with me the perfect unity of all things. I know that in God there is alignment. In God there is wholeness. In God there is the freedom with which I express myself and, and in which I'm connected to the universe. And so from that place of connection, from that place of unity, I claim here and now that this situation is resolved. 
that I speak freely, that I act freely, that I enter into communication with this person and this situation in a new way, in an improved way. And the result is freedom. The result is breathing easy. The result is feeling whole and wholesome in this relationship or in this situation moving forward. I simply see for myself perfect harmony in this situation and in this environment. I give thanks for this. I let it be, and so it is. So there would be a prayer, a a science of mind treatment, which would be step three of the Lexio Divina. And then step four is, well, the official term for it is contemplation, but I take that to mean building a mental equivalent to it. So if that prayer was answered, if that prayer fully came to fruition and I was feeling those things, how would my life be different. I begin building what we call in the science of mind a mental equivalent. What would my life be like? What would it feel like? How would I approach it? Who would be with me? What would be different? And I, I can do it with my eyes closed and, and have my inner eye open to visualize it. Some people might want to take out a pen and pencil and write some bullet points or some prose around how their life would be different. But, but whether it's through visualization, whether it's through contemplation, whether it's through visioning, we would use some kind of a technique to to put down for us in plain terms what our new and improved life would be. So those are the four steps of Lexio Divina. And you can guess what your homework might be this week, too. I would just say, try it out. So let me review the four steps again. The first one is to do the reading, whether it's in the Science of Mind textbook, whether you're reading through the Bible or the Bhagavad Gita, uh, whether maybe you have a, a lovely book written by Thich Nhat Hanh or some other spiritual teacher. Take a section of it and read it. The first time you pass through, you're going to read it for comprehension. Do I understand what he's saying or what she's saying? The second time through, read it as though you were going to summarize it for someone else. What's the main thing that's being talked about in this particular reading? And then we want to reflect on how our life is being played out in this reading. Do I see myself in it? Is there something in it that has personal meaning for me? Can I find my own life in the life of someone else and and have it bring some new awareness to me? And then, of course, we enter into prayer. How would I like it to be instead? If I were to follow this advice, if I were to use this inspiration, if this newness were to be born in my life, how would I like to see that happen? And, and we use prayer to, to talk to God. So far we've been listening to God, right? Now we're talking to God and saying, here's what I would like for my life. And then finally, the final step is that, that building up of the mental equivalent, that, that contemplation on how my life would actually be when that change has come about. In this case of the spiritual alignment, when I am in better spiritual alignment with my life and the world, what would that look like and what would that feel like? 
Today we've been talking about conversations with God, and I, I've given you an example of a spiritual practice that might be new to some of you, but really you also can be having conversations with God through the simple acts of meditation, through contemplation, through visualization. There's so many different ways, and, and what they mostly have in common is getting quiet, <laughs> is sitting down, allowing yourself to be quiet, allowing yourself to be open to that two-way conversation with spirit. Now, the purpose of all this, you might say, so why talk to God, right? (laughs) God's always there. God always knows what I'm thinking anyway. Why make a spiritual practice of it? It gets back to our thought this month of, of really simplicity in our lives. With the amount of noise going on in our lives, do ourselves a favor by finding that quiet place. Do ourselves a huge favor by having one of the primary voices, that of spirit. So I want to close today with a, a quote from the book. You've already had your, uh, your homework assignment, right? Give Lexio Divina a try, if you like. And some of you, I would guess, are out there madly taking notes. I've actually taken some notes on Lexio Divina for you. If you go to our website and find this particular talk, either among the podcasts or on the front page of our website, there will be a link there to some notes on exactly how to do Lexio Divina yourself. Here's what Robert Wicks says about this idea. He says, in this section, the suggestion has been made to gently develop a framework so that life doesn't slip by without our sensing the gestures of God and the preciousness of a life lived with sensitivity, gratitude, awe, and compassion. Silent reflections, conversations with God, enjoying the heart of sacred scriptures, informal and formal faith sharing with others, and reading in such a way that our souls are immersed in themes that both awaken and deepen us were suggested as a way to form this framework. When we do have conversations with God, our life changes, maybe imperceptibly at first, but it then becomes filled with a sense that the spiritual journey is a journey that we can both appreciate for ourselves and share with others by fostering simple compassion. In the end, can you ask for more than this? Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one joy, one peace, one wisdom. There is only this one thing that that takes the form of so many other things. And I know that it also takes the form of each of us. There is a complete unity, creator and creation. God is working through me and as me every day. And as it is true for me, it is true for everyone on this planet. Each of us, a centralized, individualized part of the whole. Each of us with spirit moving through us. And so on this day, I claim my willingness to enter into that dialogue, that inner conversation with spirit, 
to uh, allow that greater guidance and that more more spiritual take on the world to be present in my life, helping me to filter out the noise and the dissension and the craziness of the world, anchoring me in a more spiritual truth, in an alignment with spiritual principles and guidance. And as it is true for me, each one of us can take on this idea of being in more alignment with spirit, more alignment with our own spirituality. And whether that takes the form of uh, Lexio Divina or whether it's prayer, whether it's meditation, whether it's contemplation, I know that these conversations with God are powerful, are meaningful, are supportive. They bring us to that place of a greater awareness, not only of spirit, but a greater awareness of ourselves and our place in the universe. And so for this, I give thanks. For this, I recognize in the world my, my greatest instructor as I, as I listen to the world, as I listen to, to spiritual matters filtering the information coming my way, I truly am blessed. And so in gratitude, I release this prayer. I release it into the activity and action of the law itself. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. Now is our time of uh, conscious contribution. I know many of you have signed up for uh, the Tithely program and might be texting in a gift to us right now. Others of you are going to our website and making one of the donations that you can do online. And I, I truly bless you for this. It is what allows us to keep this message of hope and, and love alive in the world. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.